Greetings, this is Shane Ross from the blog Little Frog in High Def, and this is a story from The Edit Bay. This episode is brought to you by Blackmagic Design, makers of the Decklink series of high-definition capture cards. Their cards do everything you need, and they do it for a lower cost. The first capture card I owned was a Decklink HD card, and it was perfect for the job. Blackmagic Design, leading the creative revolution. Hello there. I want to apologize for the delay getting this week's episode out. First off, because I was at NAB and really didn't have time to do anything. And while I didn't want to pay the $10 a day for the internet access at the hotel, saying that I wouldn't really be there to use it. I was too busy walking all over the place and talking to people and drinking all night. Anyways, enough about that. I'd also like to apologize about the quality of this podcast. The first story was recorded over iChat using the computer's microphones, and there was a lot of room tone. I tried my best to clean it up with Soundtrack Pro, but but I'm a picture editor, and so my audio editing skills are still lacking. The second story is a bit better, I'm guessing due to a better microphone, but it's still a tad rough. Great stories, though, so I hope you can put on some headphones and at least hear them better. Let's get started. This week I'm not going to do my normal podcast because I'm actually going to be gone, going to NAB, and uh, so I've decided to invite a couple other people to uh, tell their stories. I'm going to record this before I go there and post it while I'm there. Originally, I had opted to do this because um, I also wasn't going to NAB, so I was going to invite a bunch of other people, but then I suddenly was able to go. So this week, I'm not going to tell a story. I'm going to let people who aren't going to NAB to tell a story or impart some wisdom or something like that. So my first guest is a friend of mine who I've met online in the forums. His name is David Bogey, and he's an editor out of Idaho who has worked for Idaho Power for how many years? I've been there for 31 years. 31 years. That's that's job security that you don't normally see in an editing profession. It's, it's been very interesting. It's still fun to go to work. Uh, challenges every day. Uh, it's it, it's still fun. Oh, good. That's 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 a good part is that you keep it fun. Well, I'm going to miss you this year because it was fun that one year. I mean, I did meet you, I think it was like the second year I went, and it was really cool to hang out with you then. Yeah, it was good. We went to uh, a Star Trek show. Oh, that's right. We did go to that yeah. one. We... Uh, we we had to go see the uh, the Borg invasion or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So do you have uh, do you have an interesting story that you want to share or a little anecdote or something that uh, you think that the uh, listeners out there can benefit from? Uh, I can give you a little perspective on how I've seen my industry change. That'd be a good idea. Why don't you go ahead and do that? Okay. Um, when I started, we were doing three quarter inch uh, butt cut editing with two uh, Sony 2850s and then eventually got into three machine editing and then uh, went to media 100 and then to final cut but uh, back in those three quarter inch days we did all of our major shows as multi-image extravaganzas with anywhere from four to 27 slide projectors well, by extravaganzas, I mean our shareholders meeting and uh, shows we used to take on the road for analysts, a show we did for our employees that we took around our, our service territory. Producing those kinds of shows required that there be substantial lead time uh, for all of the artwork and lab work to be done and for all of the photography to be finished. And special effects were done with uh, rostrum cameras and you... Uh, Recorded everything on an eight-track, half-inch tape. Did live mix downs, the whole scene. 
but the the reason for for getting off and onto that uh, sidetrack was the amount of preparation that had to be performed there simply were no redos the laboratory that did the special effects work was out of state so we got everything back from them about two weeks before our first show and, you know that was it if they screwed up or we screwed up uh, we had to we had to punt we had to figure something else out as things became more and more electronic and digital you know we're making changes on our share owners presentation now meeting starts at 8 45 in the morning i'm lucky if we're not making last minute changes to the video presentation you know at 7 30 that morning oh, wow. and the, the poor slob who's doing the the powerpoint prezo material he's he's on it right up to the last second and we've never been able to figure out if this is just people can't make up their minds there's some of that but there's also just this this idea that uh, all you have to do is you know make a few changes i mean how hard can it be yeah back when you were cutting on film when you made a cut you know you had to make your decision quite right then and there especially on film it's not quite as much but like when you're online editing or you're editing a tape to tape bay that was your decision and you really couldn't go back because if you're half an hour down the line you go oh so we need to make a change you had to kind of redo everything else after that right so you made uh, editorial decisions based on uh intuition experience knowing that uh you felt that it was the right that was the right place to cut i'm often asked to present uh three or more versions of a project so various people can take a look at them and take pieces from here and there and blend them all together oh wow yeah i've been there. Uh, yeah <laughs> all righty next well, question next question well, i think that was it i think it's a good perspective oh, so okay. um thank you very much david for sharing that that's uh yeah it's a great look back at uh, how things were done and kind of how we've evolved from that but uh yeah thanks for sharing that it's a good thing to share you bet uh hope you have a good time down in las vegas <laughs> Let us know if uh, Apple introduces anything. Oh, I will do that. That was my buddy David Bogey from Idaho. This next story comes from my friend Tom Megan, who lives in New Hampshire. He works in live sports broadcasting and utilizes nonlinear editing to slap together quick recaps of plays done earlier in the game and some other stuff. Here he is telling a story from early in his career, one that, even though I'm not in this particular field, I can relate to. Hi, I'm Tom Megan. I'm an editor who works mostly in sports television. As such, I spend a lot of time in mobile units and office trailers with temporary setups and temporary clients that come in and out of town quickly. This story is about one client who pushed me about as far as I could go. About 10 years ago, when I had first started to work in sports full-time, I was the regular lead tape guy for the away Bruins and the away Celtics shows in Boston. Most of you are probably wondering what an away show is. On an away show, the teams arrive from out of town. Their local television comes to town as well and they hire local talent to fill most, if not all, of the crew positions for their shows. Tape guys, as we were known, did instant replay, live playbacks, and editing. Although there were nonlinear solutions for editing and playback 10 years ago, many mobile units did not have those facilities, and the away shows did not want to pay for them. That meant we edited tape to tape. Most of the time, the edits were short and easy. We'd build a simple 30-second cuts-only tease, three or four B-roll beds of featured players, maybe a 15-second cuts-only bump to the first break. However, a few shows would come to town with a pregame show. This meant a lot more editing before air. And these shows would always travel a tape AD. AD, as you probably know, is short for assistant director. 
The tape AD would travel a huge tub full of tapes and would crank out all this stuff, the teases, the bumps, sound bites, features, B-roll, everything you need to fill 30 minutes of television before the game starts. Tape ADs usually did that job for about three or four years and then they were eventually promoted to produce or direct. As a lead tape guy, I was the editor. When I knew I had a show coming to town that had a pregame show, I'd always make an effort to be in early. This would allow me to get into the truck, turn on the machines, pull and label truck tape stock to use as work reels, stripe reels as masters, backups, submasters, AB roll reels, all the pieces and parts I'd need to be efficient during the day. And I knew from experience that if I was inefficient, I'd miss lunch, and I hate missing lunch. So the day I want to talk about, my crew call was 11 a.m. for a 7.30 p.m. game. I arrived at the truck at about 10.35 a.m. and got started with my routine. About five minutes in, a man came in and said, Hey, what are you doing? Not hello, not hi, I'm the out-of-town tape AD, not how are you, not my name is, no. What are you doing? I said, I'm striping some tape for the edit. And he interrupted me and said, you don't need to do any of that here. And with that, he handed me a stack of five or six reels. My first thought was, wow, striped tapes. Geez, how organized is this guy? But then I looked at the tapes. They were game records and highlight tapes. And they were labeled, but obviously by different people and not completely. And I started to get a bad feeling. This story could be quite long, so I'll cut to the chase with just a few reasons why this guy was one of my worst client experiences. Those of you who have edited tape know about previewing edits. There is no undo on tape. Preview allows you to check to make sure you really, really, really want to do the edit. My favorite saying at that time was, preview means never having to say you are sorry. My new client had a different saying. He said, previews are for pussies. Aside from the obviously offensive nature of this comment, this is plain stupid. Anyone who's done an assemble edit when they meant to do an insert or anyone who has forgotten to set an out point will tell you the time to do a preview is well worth it in most situations. This client, for reasons that are obvious, will remain nameless, but we did come up with a nickname for him. We called him the Tape ADD. He'd hand me a tape and say something like, deep in on that one there is a shot we need to go over that soundbite we did, and then he'd leave the room. Here's my list of questions I would have liked to have asked. One, what is the shot? Two, do you have a time code? Three, what part of the soundbite do you want me to cover? Four, which soundbite, as we had already cut 11? Five, how long should the cover last? Six, is it okay if we cut this in, or should I set this up as an A-B roll? And seven, where are you going, and when will you be back? With none of those answers, I'd put the tape in and shuttle down toward the end, hoping to see something that was related to one of the 11 soundbites. And then I'd wait, because there's no undo on tape. Ten minutes later, he'd come in, and we'd start work again. Add to this inefficiency the fact that the tape ADD would not edit with anyone but me, for reasons unknown. I did not leave for lunch, for dinner, or for any of the commercial breaks. By 10 p.m., as the show was winding down, my bladder was having a very serious conversation with me about consequences. All this might have been okay in the end if he had said thank you, or in some way acknowledged that I had gone above and beyond for him and for his show. Sadly, there was no thank you at the end of the night. Happily, I was not the only one to observe the tape ADD's weakness. As far as I know, he's never become a producer or a director, and in fact, I don't think he lasted very long as a tape AD. Well, that's it for this week. Please join me next week as I get back to my regular scheduled programming on The Edit Bay. This episode was brought to you by Black Magic Design. 
leading the creative video revolution.